Warning, the podcast you are about to listen to may have adult language and discuss adult themes not suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Well, I'll be damned. We're back. It's time for another episode of the Far End of the Bench podcast, episode 151. If you were keeping track, we're calling this one Beyond the Bench. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. For myself, Jimmy Pilato, my co-host, Nico Bryan, who I'll bring in here in a second, because um, we have a, a few things to get to. It's going to be one of our normal season episodes, so you can expect a lot. Um, if you look down, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe, hit the like button. Be sure to follow us at FEOTB pod and subscribe to the Variety Sports Network as well, because there's a ton of content now that football season is back upon us. Um, Nico, we got a lot of energy to bring in this one. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, happy if you were listening to this, it's a few days after, but obviously the week kicked off with uh, the 22nd anniversary of the 9-11 terror attacks. You were in New York this past weekend with the PLL, so you were able to do some cool things with that. You uh, checked off one of my bucket list items. I still haven't been able to make it out there, but that's basically where we're going to start. So let's talk about your weekend in New York. Um, and then maybe we'll just lead that into the PLO because I don't feel like going back and forth. But let's start with the weekend in New York and, and maybe move into, you know, U.S. Open talk because you were able to go to that. We we're getting a lot of cool engagement, which is why everybody should follow. And then also um, checking out that 9-11 memorial. But, man, it's it's a good one. Yeah, it was it was a business trip this past weekend that obviously did not um, end how I wanted to. Um, that's 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 how that's how sports goes. That's how life goes. Like you're not gonna win every every single weekend, and sometimes you have your heart ripped out and and you get your ass kicked in the semifinals of playoffs. But that happens. We'll we'll touch about that here in a little bit. But um, yeah, overall this weekend, look, I I did the most touristy shit you could think of. <laughs> I I flew in Friday the day before I was supposed to get in and. I went to the U.S. Open Friday night, saw Medvedev versus Alcaraz, which was uh, an absolute thriller of a match. Um, U.S. Open has been a bucket list item for me for, for, for a very, very long time. Being there, getting to see um, the, the, the venue, getting to see everything that's going on was, was an unreal atmosphere. Uh, I, I, was, I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed um, with, with how well everything is done there. Um, it's New York, so the prices of everything is stupid high. <laughs> uh, I will say I, the Honey Deuce drink at the U.S. Open, one of the best drinks I've ever had. Stupid expensive, though, $22. Is there a lot of, is there a lot of booze that's flowing? Because I'm interested. Like, oh, that's it's more of an uppity sport, not uppity, but you know what I mean. Like it's a it's a higher class sport. So I, that, are, it, is the it's drinking? A of, it's a lot of booze flowing, but it's, like I said, it's 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 a country club booze. It's not a it's not a it's not a college football atmosphere booze. Yeah, like, like so where it's everyone, not PBR. Everyone, it's not a keg of PBR. You're getting a bottle of like brandy and that kind of crap, aren't exactly. you? Exactly. That's that that's 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 the best way to put it. But yeah, like I said, look, I that that venue that that atmosphere one of the coolest i've ever been to I, I that is one of the coolest non-big four sporting events i've ever been to i would put that up there with the ufc fights i'd put that up there with um just the not basically non-big four nothing will touch obviously football basketball hockey and, and hockey and, and i'll even say home run derby into that but yeah. like that 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 atmosphere was was top notch absolutely top notch and i was thoroughly thoroughly impressed with with the products on the on the uh on the court and then 
everything going on around it. And I, obviously, I went by myself, so it, was, it makes it a little more interesting because I get to basically be, do whatever the hell I want. Um, they have these earphone things that you put, and you can listen to the commentator talk about it because obviously it's dead quiet in the stadium. So it's it's it's, it's kind of it's very eerie. It's just zzz, 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 zzz. luckily I was on luckily I was on more like the corners. So I was only going like this. It wasn't that much head movement. Like I wasn't going like this. I'm just, just picturing everybody at Happy Gilmore when he hits that last shot. Ting 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 just like back back and forth. Yeah, no, it's it, it really, really is is a very, very cool atmosphere. So I'm thoroughly impressed. I got my US Open hat on uh, for yeah. those watching on YouTube. But yeah, I and for people I, who don't know, Nico played tennis, and that was always it's one of the first things was, that I yeah, remember. was my fourth sport. I yeah, obviously played the big three lacrosse, football, and basketball. But tennis was always something I played every summer. Every you would definitely. Summer, so. it, it's funny because even. So the skill level is such that if you don't start at like the professional track when you're six, you have no shot to really make it on, on the major level. But if you play just a little bit, even at all, you can pretty much wax like a general person. Like me, never picked up a tennis racket before. If Nico and I go out on the tennis court, let me just tell you, he's not, I'm not returning. I probably won't return a serve just because I have no, none of that feel. That's not a part of what I do. So knowing you and knowing that you played tennis, that's obviously the U S open is probably a pretty big deal. And that makes sense that it was on your bucket list. Um, oh, the next one, the next one obviously is going to Wimbledon. I, that's, that's, that's still number like number one, number two on my bucket list, that and going to the masters. So, so that, 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 those two are still top of my bucket list, but yeah, U S open. It was, it was very, very cool. I, I was in, it was in, it's in Flushing, New York. So obviously look, the, the name fits the city, Flushing. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's an absolute dump. We're going there. Gonna say. We're going but there. Outside of New York City, there's not a whole lot in, in New York. Look, People look, don't the, realize. The area, look, the area around the U.S. Open facility, super nice. Unreal. You step outside of that because, it, look, it's right across the field, right across the street from City Field was where the Mets play, literally. So, like, it's not far from everything. But you go into Flushing, you're like, oh, fuck, this is why I don't – this is why I don't live here. This is why I can never live in New York. So, yeah, and, and, and look, New York hit me like a damn brick wall. I had my credit card, $300 a couple of rooms taken on it um, because people stealing cards. I had, uh, look, everything you could think there's of. There's a lot of, there's a lot lot of that, that going around. A I had a student that. today that, that told me his car got broken into, but I was listening to a show just a couple of weeks ago, and they were like, uh, it was one of the Barstool shows, and he was talking about being at the hotel. He ordered room service, and then after he ordered room service, he got a call like two minutes later on the hotel phones, like, hey, man, your car didn't go through, and he didn't put two and two together. Like, I'm staying on a company room. It's on a company card. They'd, why would they need my card information? And there was somebody at the hotel that's using – the uh, food service has a scam. So, I mean, yeah, you'd be, be careful. Man, you'd there's be big seasons. People do anything for a couple bucks. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that so, was, someone, think- so someone, someone at the, in Flushing, New York had a nice hotel room for 300 nights, $300 on my, on my fucking tab. I the Plaza hotel. I bet you they ordered a, a large cheese pizza just for them too. Hoping to see Donald Trump. Those those fuckers. It, it is it is New York for you. I'll tell you that. That, that. That's why I look. I always wanted to. Part of me always wanted to live there, but part of me is always like, no, absolutely. It's, not. It, it would be a no. big commitment. It, it's a it's a huge commitment. I being just in one place where there's that many people, it's unnerving. Because yeah. honestly, walking down the street, like you have to keep everything in your front pockets, and you still you you're literally never within, never out outside of two feet within another person because there's just yeah. so many people and not that much space 
as yeah, a lot of people. And, and trying to get around, like literally something three miles away is a thirty minute drive. Like that, yeah. that that's that, like like the subway system is obviously a, a blessing. But it, every I had to take the subway three or four times um, on on Monday when I uh, when I wandered around. And it literally felt like a scene straight out of Batman, is what I was telling my coworkers. It was like, where, where, where's Rachel, and where, where, where is, where is Bruce Wayne about to pop out in the slums of 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 uh, of New York? Because this is going to get, get bad. Is all I'm gonna say. It's going to get very, very bad. And, and it looks like I lost Jimmy for a second. He'll be right back. But um, I'll I'll go ahead and talk about the 9/11 memorial now because, like I said, for those um, like Jimmy, open the show with a uh, 22-year anniversary of. Um, 9-11, um, being there in person obviously uh, had a uh, big effect on me. Um, be, being there, seeing, seeing the, seeing the venue, seeing, seeing everything around there is um, something, something to take in. Um, obviously, the story, the people that know um, the Wells Crowther story, they're handing these out um, at the, uh, at the, wow, wrong way. They're, they're, they're handing these out at the at the PLL game on Sunday. Wells Crowder, if you don't know the man in the red bandana story, um, it's basically it's, it's Wells Crowder. He was a college cross player for Boston College, um, firefighter that went up and saved a lot of many a lot of lives um, in that South Tower on that day. And a lot of people saying guy in red bandana, guy in red bandana is a real hero. Um, Twelve recorded lives saved, um, many more obviously that that he he affected. But being there, seeing his name, seeing. Um, everything uh, around that just it, it just took your breath away, and obviously, look, it's a tough moment for a lot of people, but it's a moment we can also look back and 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 think of how 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 great we have it and cherish everything we have around you. So, being at that facility, be, be, being at the, being at the uh, World Trade Center and, and seeing seeing the two towers and the two um, pools, I believe it's called, um, it really really takes your breath away. So, I, I I'm uh, I'm very I had been there before a long time ago, but never obviously on 9/11 and and being there and paying respects um, was was special. Obviously, um, it's it's important to always remember those who lost their lives as well as all those heroes that that are maybe still alive um, or, or those passed away too because. Like I said, it's a day in our country that 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 really that we all really need to unite over, uh, um, because it's it's just something that we should never forget. It was such a tragic situation, and and the fact that you know it was it was the last time that the country really had been united all as one. We all had a common goal at that point, which was to get back into some form of normalcy and, and sports helped a lot with that, which is why Nico and I like doing this show every week. Obviously like today has been a day. I just got myself kicked out of Chrome for no reason. Thank God I was able to come back and, and Nico, you know, he, he adapted and, and everything like that. But like right now, I mean, nowadays it is very divisive and, and that's one of the things um, it's always nice to remember on nine 11 that we weren't that old when it happened. So it's not like I have a huge memory of, of everything, but just, when you look back on, on the stories and uh, I, I re resonate a lot with the Pat Tillman story where 9-11 happens. He's a multimillionaire about to make millions and millions of dollars being an NFL star. And he decides to drop all that and, and enlist in the, in the armed services. And obviously Chris Kyle had similar motivations all the way out to lone survivor Marcus and his brother, um, the, the, the trail twins, they would not have been in the, the Navy seals. And, and I'm sure that's, still true today. There's a lot of people that are in the armed services that wouldn't be in that situation if 9-11 hadn't happened. So as, as bad as it is, um, it's a good day to remember. It's obviously a day that not many people are ever going to be able to forget. It's the since 
Pearl Harbor, it's the biggest attack of a foreign group on American soil. And hopefully nothing ever tops it. We're, we're a lot more vigilant now, but it's not something that you can just sniff past. And like I said, if you're ever in the New York area, I would, I would very, very highly recommend going. Um, That's the one that I said was on my bucket list. I need to get out there. It's very, very impactful. The, the, the uh, museum wasn't open um, on the day of, I think they tried to not open that up so it doesn't get swarmed so crazy and everybody can do it peacefully and see everything and just real take it in. But like I said, I, I highly recommend everyone going there. It's hit paying their respects because like I said, it's, um, it's important to remember those who lost their lives and it's important to remember those heroes like Wells, um, like the Pat Tillman's Chris Coswell that, um, came from this, came from this moment. Um, because like I said, that um, it's it's important to, to like I said, the freedoms you and I have to do things, and the freedoms everyone in this country has, um, does does not come without a cost. And 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 I'm and I'm like I said, I'm very very proud to be an American. And I'm very very proud to um, to be able to be able to be there and 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 cherish in the moments of um, of a solemn and and and, and paying my respects to those that we lost. Um, so that if you have somebody that was affected, if if you yourself were affected and you're checking out the show, uh, we're we're thinking about you on on that day. We obviously I'm I'm going to be doing a lesson in my class by the time this episode comes out. I'll already have done it, but I definitely try and keep that in the forefront because now the kids that I'm teaching were born a decade after it happened. It's crazy. So, it's crazy. Yeah, I got I kind of got to teach them firsthand, and <laughs> a lot of them like on the day of, I took a few questions, and one of them was like, "My teacher said that his teacher turned it on, and they watched it." I was like, "Yeah, it was a real thing because it happened." And and when the first plane hit, people were still thinking, "Oh, it was a glitch. Like the pilot must have had something wrong. It's terrible. Hopefully, they're able to fix it." And then CNN caught that second tower as soon as that plane made impact, and that's when people were like, "Oh." shit um this is this is something different so there's there's millions of stories hopefully if you were affected or if your family was affected you were able to get through and and obviously there's a lot of respect for those who who went um and and paid that sacrifice and were able to help out in that situation never easy to transition out of a topic like that especially when now we have to talk about what we were dreading having to talk about which is the end of the Redwoods run. We're continuing our PLL coverage. I said we would. I was the one saying that if the Redwoods were to fall in the playoffs, didn't make it to the championship round, we would keep our updates because I know that we have some new new listeners coming in. And now uh, semifinals, Nico, let's talk about it. You were out there in New York. You guys were the first game of the weekend and unfortunately fell to the number one seeded Archers 14 to six on Sunday. It was also broadcast on ESPN. Did ABC, you feel the ABC, ABC excuse me? Yeah. Did you feel the difference in it, in it being a nationally televised game? Obviously it's a playoff, so it's going to feel different also, but just let's talk about that because it's one of the first times like the national affiliate picked up a PLL well, game yeah, and we, it was on. Our, our first game of the year was on ABC. And I, I believe, I think we played two or three more on, on ABC or maybe we played one more on ABC. I'm not sure. Off the top not of my head, well rivaling the NFL. Not, though. Yeah. Not all rivaling the NFL, obviously. And like, look, I will talk about football here in a moment, but I, did not watch a second of the Broncos game. I did not watch a second of, of any other game um, on, on Sunday outside the Sunday night game um, because of my, my, because of my team playing. So, so like I said, Jimmy will care, help me carry that when we get to that point. But um, yeah, I uh, look, it's, it's, it sucks. When, 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 
when the season ends. Um, it doesn't matter what sport it is. It doesn't matter what happens. Um, when, when that locker room, more than likely, will never again be together, whether it be guys moving on to free agents, um, guys retiring, who, whatever it may be, who knows. Um, that locker room will never be back together. And, and I've spent the last – four months five months every week with these guys so it's 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 brutal it's absolutely brutal it didn't hit me until um i was on the flight tuesday home um that that i'm like i'm i'm not gonna see those guys possibly again like it's gonna be a very long time until i hear from them again obviously we'll be a champ series in february but that's that's a long ways away it's 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 very 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 weird and very sad but um, like I said, I'm very, very proud of these guys. Very, very proud of that team. Um, there's a lot of resilience. Obviously, we, we we worked our way up to a top four seed. We 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 had a four game at win streak going into obviously this past weekend's game in Long Island. We, this team just unfortunately just fell short. And and, and like I said, I'm not going to sit here and, and point fingers and everything, but I'm very, very. Very, very proud of everyone in that locker room and and the guys that 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 came to work every single week and every single person that's put on the green and green and yellow. So, um, like I said, it's sad. It's it's a tough situation. We played a very good team. The Archers are a great team. Um, they, they now face the Water Dogs, who um, I think will be a very very good matchup in the finals. Uh, pro- probably the two best teams in the league uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, especially the last five or six weeks of this regular season. Uh, it's sad we're not there, uh, but this is something that we can build on, obviously, to next year and going forward um, with lots of things going uh, moving forward. It, there, there's lots of possibilities, lots of possibilities uh, to take that next step and and, and see what, what, we, what we can be. It, it was a hell of a turnaround because we, I remember talking after Connecticut, after Fairfield, and you were like, that sucked. We scored oh, three goals. Field. It rained the entire time. It was miserable. Since then, the team, you know, we talked about it. Only one team gets to finish in a good place. Only one team gets to finish satisfied. And in professional sports, it's the unfortunate reality. It's a business. You guys probably won't be around if things don't go well. And even if they do, we're going to see a lot of turnover with good teams as well. So, the Redwoods being able to finish the season the way they did, I feel like they solidified their top four status in the PLL, winning and, and making it to the semis because they were one of the last four teams left playing. And the the other thing that the semifinal showed us, because you mentioned the Water Dogs, they beat the Cannon 17-6. to The teams that won and will be playing in the championship, not this weekend, but next weekend in Philadelphia, Yep, they definitely earned their spot. I mean, they won the semis the way that they needed to. They proved that they should be. They're the top two teams in the league for a reason, and we're expecting. I'm expecting fireworks. I'm sure that that's what the pundits are expecting too. Yes, it's going to be a very, very good game, and and both teams are very, very high powered offense. Two of the hottest goalies in right now, in Dobson and Ward, and look, both teams they, they dominate. Like fourteen to six, that was that was a much closer score than the other game. Um, it was, I believe, it was like nineteen to five or something stupid like that. It was a eighteen to three score at one point in that Water Dogs versus Cannons game, um, which is sad to see. Obviously. After season ending but like it's it look the, these two teams you have defending champs against the number one team throughout the whole year facing off against one another so it's going to be a very 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 good matchup and very, very like i said it's gonna be very high quality across and and like i said it takes nothing away from my team um but the archers just were that good this year and 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 um connor fields um Tom Schreiber, obviously the MVP, Dobson, um, and, and company all, have all done just an absolute great job of, of getting that team to the point where they, they can reach their first ever championship. So it's going to be a very good game, in my opinion. And and like I said, I'll save my 
I'll say my opinion of who's going to win until next week, but I, I because I, because I'm still trying to reel in this past season and me not me our season being done because uh, it's very brutal. But but like I said, I I I'm I'm proud of uh, my guys. I'm proud of the team. And and look, this is this is a team last year that lost in the quarterfinals. That was a, that was one of the three worst teams in the league. And look, yes, there's only eight teams in the league, but to get yourself to a point where you're in the semis and and you 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 have you have you gave yourself some momentum in the playoffs this is a much different team than last year and and, and i have all the confidence in the world that this team can take this next step either next year or the year after and 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 like i said hopefully i can be a part of it for long for long term there's a lot of good things to build on last thing that i'll ask and then we can move on and, and start talking a little bit of football we're going to go into college football before we get into the nfl um is the champ series roster going to be the same or can they be additions or changes made it's ninety five percent offensive guys. I think there's only fifteen guys instead of nineteen. I, I honestly don't know. I, I that's something I I I gotta figure out too and, and help with. Um, that our coaches will obviously figure out the roster and everything. But it's it's a very short roster, and with the NLL season obviously being in the middle of it, um, certain guys can play, certain guys can't play. So so we'll see um, what that roster looks like. Um, like I said they. Paul Rabel announced uh, during halftime of our game, or it might have been halftime of the second game, that the cities will be announced in November. So that's very, very exciting. Um, we'll, we'll see what where, where I'm at. <laughs> um, I, I'm hoping for Denver. Um, we'll, we'll see. Just please, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say please don't stick me somewhere, but um, I, I, there's some places that I definitely have circled, and some places that I'm like, please don't do that. Do that. Maybe today. that's going to be. We'll, we'll have to take a look at. Uh, I'll have a list of the host cities. We'll save that because that's good content around Thanksgiving time, and we'll see possible destinations, live, live pros and cons. Yeah, why live. pros and cons of where Nico may end up, and then after it gets announced we'll have a live update be like okay we are going to be living in dallas <laughs> see dallas is dallas is a spot that i would not mind is i'll just say that there there's there's some i'll look look first of all i just i don't want to move the east coast is all i'm gonna say and i don't want to have to deal with a lot of east coast bullshit is all i'm gonna say let's just say west coast is much easier for me so that's all i'll say that's all i'll say to that west Said, west Said. All right, let's and, get and into look, we, the Redwoods is a team name that's 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 trees and trees are not there's not a damn tree outside of artificial trees in New York. OK, so it's going to be hopefully West Coast. And I know Virginia is technically East Coast, but it's it's a little bit more inland. Is Virginia bearable? That That is bear, that that is bearable. Virginia, like, like I said, Southern East Coast, that might be helpful. Virginia yeah. isn't really like that you know what i mean <laughs> like it's, it's, it's still i will tell I you from that. personal experience it gets hot and humid just as much even even if you're not on the water but jimmy you're you're you're, you're killing me right now buddy is all i'm gonna say is i do hope saying, I, selfishly i hope one. that you, i hope i hope that the redwoods end up as the denver team selfishly obviously oh it's I better because so. we'll it will be able to it, it won't have to make trips to see each other in person like we could literally we're 20 minutes away from each other right now it's it won't affect the podcast. Uh, Everything will continue I, I rolling. Wanna, I don't want to think about having to move right now. Let's just fine. hope that let's just hope that it's Denver Redwoods, is all I'm gonna say. We'll wait, we'll save it till November, but we do hope that it is going to be somewhere uh close. Let's start talking about something that is close to home. And we said that there it was probably going to happen this way. I don't think that this win is a surprise. I, no, we, I, I, I know I, you I said, said it was a definite. I said, and what I I will say, what I was mentioning was did play out to be true for at least that first half. It was an ugly, ugly start to the game. And 
I will go with what the guy who called the game said. I listened to his show weekly. He's one of my favorite opinions in all of college football, but Joel Klatt said it. They were able to handle and kind of kick the shit out of Nebraska, and they did not play well. Shadur Sanders struggled in the first half. He was not in the same rhythm that he was against TCU, but guess what? It didn't matter, and that's how you know that this isn't a fluke because if if they would have played two perfect games and we have a 2-0 record, whether the score looked the same or not, you're like, man, when is that bubble going to burst? The pumpkin's going to turn – the carriage is going to turn back into a pumpkin. Right now, there is no pumpkin. There is no carriage because they didn't play well. They probably could have either had that game closer, possibly been in a situation to lose, or win it bigger. It could have been a 50-point blowout with as bad as Nebraska's offense was because let's 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 call a spade a spade. Nebraska is a terrible offensive football team. That is a terrible, terrible – their defense, decent. Offense, it's putrid. They could probably not even score in, in high school football. It, unless, how bad they unless your name's Will Compton, you you look, you you see this team as how how bad they are is is plain and simple. And everyone's like, no, Nebraska's a Big Ten team. The C is a Pac-12 school. Like they're gonna fucking run through them. No, absolutely not. And look, I called it. I called it before the season started. I said Nebraska is easily a win. I said TCU would be a tough one. I said Nebraska easily win. Deion Sanders' first home game, absolutely. And, and from the very very start, look. It was a close game. It was a lot closer than it should be. CU played a terrible game to start. They poured it on when they needed to. That's why my belief in this team is, is so high is because, look, they were able to battle a very good deep, a big ten, very good deep defensive Big Ten team. Very good defensive Big Ten team. Obviously terribly offensive. Obviously very, very terrible on the offensive side of the ball. But CU just, just said, you know what, we're going to play this grind-out, gritty game, and we're going to pour it on when we need to. I believe the final score was 36-10 or something along those lines. Yeah, I think it's 36-10. Either way, it started. It was 10-10. We lost 26 points in a row in the second half, and you just poured on and just put that nail in that coffin and all the and all that red in, in, that was in Boulder on, on Saturday, Saturday, Saturday morning. So, look, it was a statement win. Um, you, you beat two primetime programs back-to-back. Right, like, look, say what you want to say about Nebraska the last ten years because they've been awful. Those are two programs that you're like, that's what this puts CU directly on. You can measure yourself against those programs. You can measure yourself as a as your own, like where you're going, and you can see your trajectory after you play and play those teams as well as you did. Because TCU, as as much as people want to say they're not the same team, and they aren't, they're not as good as they were when they made the the sem the final last year. But it's still, they were ranked in the top 25 to begin the season for a reason. And now, when you look at that 18 next to CU's name, that 18 is meaning something. That changes. It's The whole script of college football right now has changed. Because if you're Oregon, if you're, C, if you're USC, if you're UCLA, you used to see CU Buffaloes on your schedule be like, yes, thank you. That is, whether or not, we, we may struggle for like a quarter, but they're not good enough to actually hang with us. We'll still be able to score 30. Well, right now, like that team, and here's my other thing that I want to mention about this game too, and I'm sure you saw the the videos of Shadur after and, and the videos in Nebraska before the game. The fact that they love CU to the point where it is personal to them when you stand on their logo. It is personal when you try and disrespect them on their home field. And he said it in his post-game press conference. Like, I, I have a lot of love for that logo right now. That logo is what brought me out of the HBCU, out of the FCS level, and I'm in – a division one in a power five program. And if the, if, if it happens to be a miraculous season, and I'm still not calling for a miraculous season right now. I'm saying seven, eight wins is your benchmark. If you get to eight, that's about where you, you probably should be with what I'm seeing out of coach prime. 
But if it goes on a miraculous season, it would be a, a very damn good story because these guys love CU to the point where it, you could tell these guys understand the position that they're in is because Coach Prime and, and CU made an agreement. And here's the thing. We don't have to pay Coach Prime because he's got an almond deal that runs at every commercial for every quarter of, the, of his games. He's making money when he's not even on the on the screen as a coach. It's ridiculous. It, it's an awesome situation. It's it's cool to be a, a close to CU, a CU affiliate right now. I'm not a CU fan. I don't have any family ties. Nico's the CU fan of the show. And, and look, like the, the wave of difference, like look, Travis Hunter and, and Shador Sanders and Deion Sanders – did not give two fucks about the University of Colorado less than a calendar a year ago. They did not. Once that opportunity came up, they took this program to a whole nother level. They don't. They look. They didn't have to hate Nebraska. They don't have. To, they don't have to. They don't have to respect the logo as much as I do. They don't. Because because look, they they've had no ties, but they've come in and they 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 they've bought in and be like, you know, what, this is this is ours. And then, and you you do that something to that logo. You're doing something to me personally. And mm-hmm. and taking that personally and taking that the way they are, it's. It's it's something that that like like see University of Colorado and see you in general has been waiting for for a very long time, Jimmy. The national coverage of this team, people are saying overhyped, overhyped, overhyped. Every single look, it is the biggest story in college football. It is the biggest story in college football. Let me let, look. I don't know if look. We love talking about TV ratings when it comes to football versus basketball. Do you know what TV ratings CU versus Nebraska beat this past weekend? I do. I, it, are you talking other college football games that it beat? College football games. Yeah, Alabama, Texas. Yes. It, it outdid Alabama, Texas by yes. a long shot. The University of Colorado versus Nebraska. Uh, number ranked, 20th ranked team, or maybe it was 21st. Whatever 22nd, it was ranked. 22nd. 22nd ranked going into the season versus the Nebraska team who has been irrelevant for the past 20 years. Outwatched at Nebraska or uh, University of Alabama football team. And, and who has won national championship after national championship over a lifetime against the University of Texas, which is one of the powerhouses. Who had Matthew McConaughey on the sideline. They did everything they could to draw viewers to that game. They out-viewership that. College game day will be there against the for the Rocky Mountain Showdown, Jimmy. College game day and the big noon kickoff. They're having the both Rocky ESPN and Fox. Yeah, for the Rocky Mountain Showdown. It's a Mountain West school versus a Pac-12 school, Nico. This, these two conferences don't exist after this season, and that's what they're coming here. They're, they're lining up both nationally broadcast pregame shows to be here. Pat McAfee can, and Joel Klatt will be in the same vicinity. How can you not love this? How can you not love this? If you look, look, you know, Colorado has is right in my opinion right now, and, and it's very hard to argue is, is 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 the epicenter of American sports right now. University of Colorado on top of the world. Colorado Avalanche won a Stanley Cup less than a cup or a, a year ago. The Denver Nuggets world champions. Fuck me on if, if you want to argue about that. Thank you, Jimmy. Exactly. See, read that. World champions. I don't care what anyone says. We'll have that conversation for another day. Like, like Colorado right now is, is entirely on the map. And we don't want to get talk about the Broncos and, and Rockets. We'll leave that for a later conversation. But what the what CU is doing right now is needs to be talked about. It absolutely needs to be talked about. I don't know how long Dion's gonna be a coach there because the man probably will be an NFL coach within a calendar year or two years. But I'm gonna enjoy the hell out of this ride, is all I'm gonna say. So and 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 what and what he what he has built because Look, University of Colorado football was dead. Was very, very much dead. If you don't remember, good old Mel Tucker, the guy who has a lot of allegations against him currently. Funny yeah, he's enough. currently suspended with <laughs> pay. Yeah, he he's currently in, in in the dumps as it is. Um, left this program and 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 basically left it to die. 
And everyone's like, see, you will never recover. See, you will never recover. All of a sudden, two years later, I believe, maybe it was three years, however long it was since Mel Tucker left, this, this program looks is, is, is the most talked about program in college football. That, that, that is crazy, absolutely crazy to me. And that's, look, that's the primetime effect. And I don't see it as a flash in the pan like it was back in uh, 2016 when they made it to the Pac-12 championship against Washington. That team, they had a great season, but that wasn't sustained success. That coaching staff wasn't in place. And my, I don't worry about Prime leaving to go to the NFL because it's different. Like some guys, and I think Prime is one of those guys with everything that you see. Um, I don't know if you saw the story going into week two. One of the players, his dad is in incarcerated. And Prime, even though his dad was not in the in the home during his recruiting, talked to the guy's dad, talked to the kid, like, I'm going to try and teach you how to be a man. I'm going to put you in a position to get your degree. I'm going to give you all of these opportunities. And so far, Prime has delivered on all of those. He has the number one recruit in the country coming to watch USC when they come to Folsom Field. When's the last time that we could say a number one recruit in the entire nation? ESPN's top 150 list. He's number one. He's coming to Folsom to watch USC play CU. It's absolutely crazy, Jimmy. It's 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 and like, like I said, look, Prime has done an absolute excellent job. And if he does leave, which you're looking at, all things are pointing to him eventually leaving to the NFL. But like, the, you do not think that that this, there's an assistant coach on his staff that that offensive corner that they got from Akron. I forgot his name. I'll, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But he will more than likely be the guy that steps right in. You don't think that he'll put this program back on the Big 12 map where it's contending for Big 12 championships going forward. Absolutely, it will be. Even if, whether, like I said, this is a this is this is a movement, and this is the coach prime effect that 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 is is crazy to think that he came to little not little but like little little small little town of Boulder and 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 have done this much change in this short amount of time. I just I would just hope we keep hit, getting here his theme music. That's what I hope for, and I hope that the city of Boulder embraces the good team this time, and not like it was back in the '90s where they're harassing their good players when they're not on the field. That's that was bad. That was a bad look. I don't know if you've seen that oh, thirty yeah. for thirty, but I, I'm almost I'm almost positive that the, that Travis Hunter is an absolute king on that campus. Okay, that's good. It's all I'm gonna say. As it should be as it should be. Um, we are going to stick with football. It's time. For the pick we're going to recap our picks from week one. Uh, you're lucky that you had that head start on me because the way things ended up, we would have been tied. But right now, so the, the games that we picked last week, Thursday Night Football, the kickoff game, Lions Chiefs, obviously the Lions yes, won that sir. one by hey. a point. I think we call the spade a spade is all I'm going to say. We know what we're talking about here, okay, ladies and gentlemen? We know what we're talking about. Believe in the Detroit fucking Lions, baby. Come on. And don't believe in Kadarius. Yeah, don't believe in Kadarius Tony. If you need something caught, do not throw it at Kadarius. Don't throw it to Stone Hands. That was bad. Don't throw it to Kadarius Stony Hands. That's all I'm going to say. The Bengals Browns, obviously, we both lost that one. That was. I'm sorry. I, I didn't watch the second of the game, but that did not look good. So I, obviously you could touch more on that. Made, that. made me want to vomit while I had to watch it. That was unfortunate. I did I did say last week, I was like, expect like possibly a week one blunder. I did say they that. Are, apparently that's their new thing. We're now the Browns where we cannot win. Because last year they played like absolute garbage. Four too. weeks in a row. It's four weeks in a row you've lost yeah. week one, probably, I think. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Since we started the show, you, I don't think you've won a week one game, I don't think. No, and I was going to say, it's been about a calendar year since we had to talk, come on and do the pick and talk about both of our teams. 
losing and and not looking the way that we wanted them to look. I had so I texted you. I was so upset. I was I was mad. I made that video at halftime thinking this is a second half team. They're definitely going to come out and play better, right? It's not going to get worse. But uh, it got it got worse. The, the videos I, I saw Jimmy that offensive line looked horrendous, buddy. The offensive line, yeah, they didn't look good from the start. Uh, Joe Burrow threw for eighty-two yards. T. Higgins basically just T. Higgins didn't have a reception. He was out there getting uh, his conditioning in. Yeah, he had zero receptions. Your big three that were were arguing who's going to get the money now and who's going to stick around in the first half between the three of them. I think they had two catches and they were both Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and and T. Higgins had zero receptions in the first half. And I'll go back to it and I will continue to harp on it. I talked about it on talking the gridiron, so you got my full emotional live reaction because I, I somehow subjected myself to that after watching this debacle. One for eight on third downs in the first half. One for eight. Your defense played good up to a point, but when you yeah, continually put them good. out, you at 24 to, 24 to three seems expectable when you literally don't convert seven times. They converted their first third down, didn't convert another for the first half. And I think it took them until the fourth quarter until they converted their second one after they pulled Joe Burrow, who they just paid $275 million to. And look, look, this is the the Pat McAfee show has has a saying overreaction Monday. We're basically overreaction every week. But look, it's week, it's one week. Things can obviously change very, very quickly. But but like, like I said, that's not something you want to see as a as, as a week one for a team that has Super Bowl aspirations. Is all, is all Especially it's an in-conference, in-division loss. That looks terrible if we finish with the same record towards the end of the season. And this weekend, it's your home opener, and we'll talk about it. It's one of the games that we're picking for week two, but it's an in-conference, in-division game. If you go 0-2 to start off against your conference, you are putting yourself – they've been on the back foot the last three years when they've made it to the playoffs and, and the runs. This would be the biggest back foot start of all time. I would honestly almost just like – uh, don't 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 say don't get anybody man. hurt. Don't, don't, don't get anybody hurt. Well, let's not. Yeah, you don't ship. You don't ship it in after two weeks. Is all I'm gonna say. Because look, you look around. We'll talk about the rest of the games, but you look at all the other powerhouses in the AFC, Jimmy. They all lost. Chiefs lost. Bills lost. Um, um, Apparently, those aren't the powerhouses because I. <laughs> They didn't look good. I said three of the final four teams AFC. I know. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I can't remember who the last team was. Oh, Jaguars. Jaguars barely won. Jaguars won. So, so like, like the powerhouse, look, it's as wide open as possible. And and, and I'm not going to, and I'm trying to calm you down as much as possible. That's my job here at this point. If you win last week, you're on such a better foot to actually get the one seed and maybe host an AFC championship game for a change. That was all I was saying. That's why why I was crying the big crocodile tears after Sunday. Welcome to week one overreaction, overreaction Thursday. I'm still sticking with them, but I'm not happy about it. I also have a whole bunch of little jerks in my class that wanted nothing more than to watch. And go, oh my god, oh my god, I started Joe Burrow. I started Joe Burrow. Yeah, so did I. I drafted That's Joe Burrow in one of my leagues. I started him. Guess how many points he got me? You want to guess? Probably, um, I think it was like eight points, maybe 1.80. I don't know what the hell it's. It was Terrell's league. <laughs> yeah, I had him and Jamar Chase, and I got like a total of four points between the two. That's a bummer, buddy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then but, I was but, in that, that league. Cool. I was also, I had Brandon Ayuk. Who caught two touchdowns? But guess who threw them? My opposing team's quarterback, Brock Purdy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and look, I, the worst part about your team losing is that you have to deal with about five hundred little little shits 
and and hopefully you're and look it's me saying this to, to our listeners it's not me saying this i put the um, warning at the beginning of the podcast they know so so so, so um and like so you have to deal with them giving you shit every week for it so that's probably the worst part about it but like i said i i, I still have confidence in this team jimmy you yeah. should and it's a bad loss it absolutely is um but maybe the browns are for real and and look it did not help that miles garrett was basically doing a crossover on his way to, to putting pressure on on joe burrow that was one of the funny things i did see um and, and look i'm not i'm not condoning browns um love here um, because i still i don't like the browns because you don't like the browns you also picked the fucking raiders against me so 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 i'll say Guess what? I, won. I know you won, but still, I I I I I, I was a friend last week. Was I'm there right now? Was there so a predator playing quarterback for the Raiders too, or was that just Jimmy G? That's why I couldn't pick. That's why you can't pick the Browns. I know that you're a good friend. I'm not t- taking that away from you, but there is a part of you that is also like I can't pick the Browns because of you know who, and you know who had an actually decent game and it looked yeah, like he's yeah. he's going to be a problem for the Cleveland's. I, I didn't want it to Clearly sound like I wasn't giving them Clearly any credit be because they, they did what they needed to to win. I'm not going to take take that away from them. Uh, but the Bengals did everything possible to help them. So you won, but it's not like 100, 110%. So that one sucked. Obviously, we're moving into the Raiders and Broncos next. Broncos lose by a point in Sean Payton's debut oh. 17-16. Oh, how funny it is that you don't pay a kicker and, and you have all this extra cap space. Um just sitting on your books right now because you decided, eh, uh, we don't need McManus. Well, let, let's let's go pick up Will Lutz out of New Orleans because he's a Sean Payton guy and it, he's going to be a great addition. And, and and it's very fitting that the Broncos scored 16 points. Is all I'm going to say. And like I said, I didn't watch the second of the game. I'll watch obviously a lot more games going forward. Um, but but like I said, I it's, it, it, it it sucks. It, it it sucks. Especially losing Week One to the Raiders in a game that you easily could have won in my opinion with with based upon everything everything that i saw so um yeah it's it's another well, well, broncos country welcome back uh, um nothing has changed welcome obviously. back to the ride no, nothing has changed and, and look i'm gonna tell you right now if if it, it look this is more of an overreaction than what you were talking about how the Bengals are done for and all that which is which is obviously very exaggerated there's a real possibility if, if i see that russell wilson every week jared Sidham will be the starting quarterback by week eight and 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 that's that's a real conversation. If I see that, and if Sean Payton sees that another three four weeks, he's gonna fucking pull the trigger so quick. And 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 because there's no time. Because right now, this, this, if you can't fix Russ, then no one can at this point, and it's time to move on and go from there. So so we'll see. Because like I said, you're, you 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 still have your first round pick next year. I remind everyone that the next year's first round pick is still there. So if you fucking suck this year. There is a possibility good old number 13 for USC will be available. Hell, even number two, Shador Sanders could also be. Yeah, I was going to say, we got a guy in our backyard. So, 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 like there, there, so there's some possibilities there for, uh, for the future is all I'm going to say. So we'll, we'll see. And Russell Wilson, your, t- your clock is ticking because, look, there's no – there's no – there's there's no uh, – uh, there's no uh, – com- not, not complaints. What's the right word? There's, there's no um, – Job security? There's, there's no job security and there's no excuses anymore. Like, like, like we, we have done everything we can to set you up perfectly. And if you can't do it anymore, then it's time to move on. So, and that's, that may be the biggest over week one overreaction of the week that we're already moving on from us Muslim. But that's how upset I am with, with, with us losing to the Raiders. And that's how all Broncos country and all, and Sean Payton should feel about losing to Josh McDaniels, dumbass, and the Raiders. 
I will say my parents were at the game. They said that the calls were a little like Pat Sertan got called on a couple pass interferences and and not to say that you call it based on the player, but you can almost guarantee Pat Sertan is probably just able to cover everybody in the league without interfering with them, especially guys on the Raiders. He can cover Devontae Adams and, and without actually drawing a penalty. So that's one thing. And I will say it looked better because it couldn't have worked. It, it almost worked out perfectly for you. If the Broncos win, this weekend and they look better with Sean Payton. And then same thing happens with the jets where we actually have to see it. I told you if Aaron Rodgers is in Aaron Rodgers is calling plays. If he's not in Nathaniel Hackett is the offensive coordinator. And we saw the exact same offense that we saw out of the Broncos for 10 weeks last year uh, in the jets game. So the Broncos offense for as, as much as you're still disappointed, if you score 20 points over the last three years, I think you have like 30 wins over the last three seasons instead of, it's five, six, 15, maybe if you count all three of those years combined, it's, it's still better than it could have been. It's still better than it was. I agree. I agree. And and it's very fitting that obviously the jets outside of the punt return touchdown, which we'll talk about here, here in a little bit scored 16 points offensively, which is, which like I said, 16, no, six, the people who don't, who didn't listen to the show and don't know anything about Broncos football was the Broncos could not score more than 16 points all last year at all. Like, like it, it was like it was like the standard of like fuck. How do we get standard over? Is the how do standard, we, yeah, sixteen points. Yeah, like, uh, how, how do we get over sixteen points? Like the hell, let's get to seventeen points at this point. It was it was a running joke, and it's very fitting that we lost week one with scoring sixty points. Is all I'm going to say. And like I said, look, you have a chance to turn things around this upcoming weekend. I don't know. I have no idea what the Commanders did week one, but like I said, you have a chance to turn things around. We'll 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 see what what this team looks like um, this upcoming week. The Commanders are coming off a win. They beat the Cardinals, so I don't know as much as you can count a win against the Cardinals. Yeah, and it was it was closer than it should be. And you got Sam Howell, who's making his first year as a as a starter. So there's good things that we can talk about. Um, and when we get to the betting lines that I talk about when we get to week two of the pick them, that'll be interesting too. I I know you're not talking about them. I'm talking. No, no, I I can now, Jimmy. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, Yeah. I can now. I'm not. I I may take a little break, but I I, I can now. So that's the fun part, I guess. The one caveat is I can go back to my degenerate ways. I guess I can turn Uh, back into Phil Mickelson and bet on stupid shit. (laughs) Speaking of degenerates, who the hell let Sunday Night Football continue after it was thirty-three nothing? It's it's TVMA. It wasn't late enough for that to be on my television screen. I can't be watching something like that happen. The Giants, they made me look like a, a, a moron. I, I don't know football, apparently. I have no clue. I picked the Bengals and my and the Giants were like my two dead locks of the first week of the season. And whew, whew, 40, so 40 piece at home on Sunday night football, first week of the season. You just paid Daniel Jones all this money and made a big deal out of paying Saquon for another year. And oh man. Brian and, and Dayball look, couldn't even save that team. That's how piss poor that was. And, and, and look, Daniel Jones, the fact that they kept running him out there was was hilarious to me. I, like, you just paid this guy all this money. 30 to 0, don't throw him. Don't try him back out there. Like, 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 look, it was on cue when Chris Collinsworth was talking about, yeah, man, like, Daniel Jones, look, there's a lot, going to be a lot of respect toward Daniel Jones standing in that pocket and keep getting it. Oh, and he just got hit again. It was on cue, on cue with how many times he got just fucking wrecked by this Cowboys defense. And the Cowboys defense is not to joke about. They are a very, very good defense. That has never, ever been the problem. It's been their offense. And look, this offense is very, very good, obviously. But, but the fact that this Giants team coming off a playoff from last year, a lot of hope, 
and Saquon is 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 basically a non-factor. Daniel Jones cannot get the ball off in two seconds. There's gonna be a lot of problems. This Giants offensive line looks absolutely horrendous, absolutely horrendous. It may be one of the worst offensive lines in football. So we'll see if if they if their defense, which is in my opinion very much approved, see if their defense can can figure it out to get themselves in a situation where they're a good football team and not back in playoffs. But Getting 40-piece by a division rival, Jimmy, I think that's much worse than, than what you had to deal with. Nearly just as bad. Like that, look, Giants fans right now are like, burn, burn the ship down right now. They, 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 they did not have a good weekend, that's all I'm going to say. RIP to everybody who picked the over in that game, too, because you were it was 46 and a half. So if the Giants could have just scored one measly touchdown, you would have cashed with a point to spare. So if you bet the over on Sunday Night Football, you should have because life's too short to bet the under. That was a little disappointing. Like you can't score once, just one time, please. Or or the Cowboys, just score, score again, keep scoring. Just give me over that forty-six and a half, please. Absolutely crazy, forty to zero. Absolutely crazy. I, that, that's a score that like like holding a team to zero points is very hard to do. Yeah, Beating a team that badly team. is even more difficult. Difficult, yeah. so that that's just wild. And look, all kudos to the Cowboys because their defense looked absolutely incredible. And and look, Dak Prescott made the right plays, and that offense looked very, very good. Tony Pollard looks like he, he's going to be a very good RB one. So we'll see what that what they what they look like going forward. But that looks like a good Cowboys team. And we did look, we didn't talk about Alabama, Texas, but I'm I'm sorry for those that live in Texas that aren't locals because the amount of Texas is back and the Cowboys are winning the Super Bowl takes um was probably miserable. That's all I'm gonna say. I feel bad for y'all down there. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. They we shouldn't say they're back anymore. If you say they're back, it's Curtis. Don't say we're back. Don't don't do that. And there's, there's, I, I still think Jerry yeah. Jones' words are going to come back and bite the Cowboys in the ass sooner than later. The which words? He, which words? The AI that, that that's in that that's going to run the team when he passes away eventually. Uh, that that's in Cowboy Stadium or the one that, that that's actually standing there. If you're if you're Stephen Jones, how badly do you feel that your dad's like, "Yep, no, nope, when I die, I want the robot Jerry to take over the team." <laughs> uh, robot Jerry for the win. It's a very good chance it does it. Steven, I know I, I've written you into my will. I'm actually writing it to uh, AI Jerry right now. Yeah, you know, I, they're going to give me cornrows, make me look like Allen Iverson in, in the AI robot. That's what we're going to do. Um, that's uh, Monday Night Football. Obviously, the big storyline was that Aaron Rodgers lasted a full eight minutes as a New York Jet. Not, no, probably, not even eight minutes, Jimmy. It was, well, it was, just eight minutes like in real time. He, he lasted time. a series. It was the first well, series – he got sacked, which we were all talking about after watching oh, Martha. This offensive line is going to get him killed. It did because he tore his Achilles. He ruptured his Achilles. He's 39 years old. It's rough for a 20-something athlete to come back from. Kevin Durant tore his Achilles, and even though he's still one of the best players in the world, does not look like the same guy. So not only do you not get this season of Aaron Rodgers as the Jets quarterback, it's hard-pressed for me to say, oh, yeah, he's coming back after this. He's oh, definitely going to have the motivation to rehab and, and play another three seasons after recovering from an Achilles on his throwing foot. It's his right foot. I feel it's so bad. bad. I really do feel bad for the Jets fans and, and Tomlin specifically because the, the amount of the amount of hope. Like I said, like I tweeted out, the amount of time Aaron Rodgers spent in the darkness retreat was longer than than the Jets Super Bowl hopes this season. And all I'm gonna say because look, I hate to tell you, Jets fans, you're not gonna win a Super Bowl with Zach Wilson. You may be you look, you may sneak your way into the playoffs because of how good this team is oh, talented man. about Zach Wilson, but that's pushing it. But you're not winning a fucking Super Bowl with that Zach defense Wilson. Is, that defense now we know for sure is legit. Quentin Williams, oh, Quentin very, Williams. Very good. they are 
Trey Johnson. Very, very good. They were killing. They made Josh Allen look like crap. Like I had oh, people in, in work today talking about Josh Allen as their fantasy quarterbacks. Like I think he scored four points because he had two fumbles, three interceptions. He threw the three interceptions to the same guy. That's how you know he was having a bad day. The Jets Maybe may have – just very well may have the best defensive football. Like, like, like seriously, and, and and look, this may be an overreaction. And, and if they and Aaron Rodgers was fully healthy, the Jets – the, the Jets have scary. a real shot because what Garrett Wilson looked like, what Brees Ooh. Hall. Did you see that like, touchdown catch? Tell me you saw the touchdown catch. Oh, I him. saw the replay, and, and 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 what those two young guys looked like, and if they had Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy. Yeah, think about it. I'm sorry, oh, quarterback. I'm sorry, Mike Greenberg. I'm sorry about. I'm sorry, Jets fans. But like I said, if Aaron you, Rodgers, you almost coming, want them to. Continue playing Zach Wilson and Zach Wilson not to develop, and you're like, okay, play us into that number one overall pick, please. Seriously, please. Jets fans, there's a conversation that needs to be had. Like, do you call Tom Brady? I'm, I, I'm sorry, but there really is. Would there's, he do that? Would he really play for New York? Why yeah, would he play for New York? He has no. That's not where he's he, from. He was, he was about to play for the Dolphins. Let me remind you that. And yeah. obviously, it's totally different, but. He's also going to become an owner. Of, of Conversations are going to need to be had because this is not a situation with the 49ers where where you can de- you can the Brock Purdy is going to be very very good and that you, that you you have confidence in him going forward. There's zero confidence in Zach Wilson. The rest absolutely. of the team was like, "Oh, we're definitely going to lose." I thank God the defense kept it kept it close and we were able to return that punt with a BS leg whipping tripping penalty that they missed. That's a penalty. That t- punt return touchdown, as cool as it was, and I think it's the third ever punt return walk off. In NFL history, overtime history. Second one, second one of that stadium, by the way. Sean Jackson yeah, being second one of that stadium. At least this time it was the home team and, and not the Eagles that were doing it. But that shouldn't have counted. And they were really, really lucky to be that close. And I don't think Zach Wilson is ever going to keep – you're never going to be able to be that close. Well, you you probably will for a point. But if Zach Wilson starts the game and you go punt, punt, interception, punt, fumble, punt, 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 and then your defense is out there for like 80 plays – you're going to give up more than than 13. I'm sorry right. to say, but it's the true. Only, the only caveat this this Jets team has is that this defense is good enough to keep them in ball games is all. I'm gonna they're going to have to score like 10 points a game. Yeah, like like they're going to like it's going to like the under in these Jets games is going to be very very juicy is all I'm going to say. Very very juicy. And and look, and another caveat to this is that Aaron Rodgers can stand on the sidelines and actually call plays in, instead of Nathaniel Hackett because, because like I said, Nathaniel Hackett is going to be calling the plays for, for, for Zach Wilson now. And it's not Aaron Rodgers calling the plays. Um, so that hopefully he, he being, him being on the sideline, he can do that for them. But like I said, I feel for Jets fans, but in the end, I don't because you're all talking too much shit and too much hype. And, and like I said, you have a rude awakening these first six weeks coming up is all I'm going to say. And, and with Zach Wilson, your quarterback – Garrett Wilson is the real deal. Bruce Hall is the real deal. Quinn Williams is the real deal. Sauce Garner is the real deal. Zach Wilson is not the real deal, buddy. That's all I'm going to say. Zach Wilson is not the real deal. He's not. And, and, now and look, without- look you, there should have been a conversation. Like, like I know it's, it's hindsight is 2020 about getting Trey Lance from San Francisco. Hindsight is 2020. They could have thrown him out there, but Zach Wilson is not. Zach Wilson is gonna if he makes it to the playoffs, leads this team to the playoffs. It's not gonna be hit on his back. Is all I'm gonna say. I don't see that happening, and I don't. Now that we're gonna get into week two of the pick'em, we were going to have a lot of Jets games, but with Aaron Rodgers oh, no longer in play, I think they're gonna probably be flexed out of primetime. There's quite a bit. six primetime games. I'm not watching the Jets on six primetime. I really games hope I don't have days. to. I really don't want to do that either. <laughs> totally um, starting the same off thing with the Broncos, like, like they flexed us out a lot of games. They gotta do the same thing. 
I'll they'll have to. Like, they're they're definitely to. going to. They'll figure out who the best teams are, and we'll, we'll probably see a lot of uh, AFC North, NFC West matchups that get flexed into those primetime spots. Last week, Nico started off after our guest the bench series. He had a three-point lead, so he started with 3-0. and He ended the week 5-3. and He uh, went 2-3 and three of, his actually pick, of his actual picks. I ended up going 3-2. and two. So that's where my record is. Nico has a two-game lead. He's got a five and three record. I got a three and two record. We're Starting things off for wins, week two. We're only worried about wins. We're not worried about percentage because obviously with my three-game lead, so it's all yeah. wins. So we're we're moving now into week two. Thursday night football. The Vikings going to the Eagles. Vikings coming off of a tough loss where they probably should have ended up coming out on top, but Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins again. The Eagles didn't kill the Patriots like I thought they were going to they won they won respectively but they could have uh done a little bit more put them away the Eagles are favored by seven and a half points over under 48 and a half for this one um are you going with the birds or are you thinking that Vikings go in and pull off an early season upset on Thursday night football Jimmy Jimmy I lost my survivor pool two, two years in a row on the first week guess who I picked the Vikings you these motherfucker, motherfucking Minnesota Vikings yeah. against the goddamn Baker Mayfield Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They lost. Yeah. I am yeah. not betting with the Vikings. I, I am going the Eagles the whole way. The Eagles will dismantle this piss poor organization. I hope your girlfriend hears this because th- that team is. is she wasn't great. happy about it either. It's a so, sad trust story. Me, it was a bad day, bad weekend for football. Look, the, the Bears and the Vikings should be damn ashamed of themselves what Jordan Love and what the Lions are going to do because because right now the Packers look like they could still win the division and the Vikings are dead in the water as far as I'm aware. So give me the Eagles. They're going to cover the seven. Don't put me down as covering the seven. Just give me the Eagles winning in general. But, yeah, I'm not betting. I'm look, I am hashtag fade Viking seasons this year is all I'm going to say. That pissed me off more than anything. That fucking Baker Mayfield and Tampa Bay Buccaneers who – who who are basically shipping it in right now? Beat beat them. So and look, I didn't do that last year to your Bengals, but I'm pissed off with the Vikings right now. So I'm giving me the Eagles. Yeah, it's been the the Bengals have been also a culprit of that too. I'm going with the Eagles because I'm expecting a prime rub. This is going to be the first one where it's only Pause. exclusively on Prime. Um, yeah, the prime rub. Uh, but they do have the Kelsey documentary that came out. We're recording this on Tuesday, so I'm going to have to check that out. But Jason Kelsey is my favorite player. I've been very open about that. So I'd love to see him have a great season. I think he's, his career is wrapping up. I'd love to see – if it's not the Bengals hoisting the Lombardi, I want to see Jason Kelsey hoisting the Lombardi. So I'm going with the Eagles also. Uh, I also think that over is going to hit because for whatever the Vikings, they still have Justin Jefferson. They'll still score some points. You're not going to get a 40-6 to six blowout. That defense is terrible, though, for Minnesota. It's not, oh, the, it's not the Minnesota defense is going to be – that's why I'm thinking over is going to hit because the Eagles will score 40 points and they might give up like 15, 17 I don't, know how, I don't know how Harrison Smith is out there still running around make, being their best player defensively because that defense is so piss poor. But Catholic guilt? I don't know. He's a former Notre Dame fighting Irish. That's that's the only answer I got for you. Uh, next game, starting off with the Bengals again. They'll be in the early slot. They are hosting the Ravens in their home opener. Even after last week, the Ravens coming off of a win. The Bengals obviously getting beat up on a rainy day in Cleveland. The Bengals are still favored by three points. Um, I'm hoping that it's a total turnaround. We're going to see the offense finally put it together. I keep hearing because I listened to the radio guys. I was listening to the radio call a little bit because I was driving around during the game. They keep saying the offense is too good not to click, and and I'd like to believe it because with all the talent, and I do think as bad as the offensive line looked, and once they get a little bit more gelled together, like weeks one through four were rough for the offensive line. 
when they went on that winning streak, 10 games down the stretch, almost making it back to the Super Bowl, if they didn't get hurt, that offensive line was playing at a super high level as a unit. So get that congealment, work as a group. You have to, have to, have to at least start the season one and one in your division. If you start 0-2 in your division and 0-2 overall, you're just looking at such a steep hill. Playoff seating matters. So I'm hoping that the Bengals are going to turn it around. I'm not willing to get off that train yet. I'm going to be wearing my jersey once again. I'm not going to be wearing the Burrow one. I ha- I wore the Burrow one last week, so that one's out of commission for a little bit. But I will be wearing my jersey. I'm taking the Bengals. What are you thinking about the Ravens-Bengals game? Uh, look, the Ravens now, J.K. Dobbins out for the year. Um, another guy that went down with a bad injury. That's that's going to be a very big blow for them. Gus Edwards, obviously, the new RB1. Um, Zay Flowers looked very good. I will say that. Um, obviously, look, it's the Texans. The Texans. Texans are a very young team, but they have do have some interesting young pieces, is all I'll say. But um, Lamar Jackson looks, looked a lot better. And, and look, take what you want about the Texans. Um, the Ravens did dominate that game. Um, they, mm-hmm. didn't, they didn't give them much life. Uh, so, um, I and just based upon what I saw week one, like I I I had I tend to go with the hotter team and and what I saw after week one and that's the only reason why I want to pick the Ravens here. I I like I said I, I want the Bengals to prove me wrong. That's that that's 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 the most important thing. I want them to prove me wrong. Um, like I said this is a business and 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 I want to win. <laughs> um, so so and, and and after what the Bengals did to you and me last week, more specifically you, um, mm-hmm. I want to see that. I want to see them. I want to see them prove me wrong. So I'm gonna go to the Ravens here. Um, on the road. So it got so bad. I tweeted at the end of the game. Just put forty on them. Give them everything they deserve. It's like when you're watching a fight and the one guy's not even fighting back. Just beat the. Just finish him. It, it hit him with the finishing move and let's get out. Put 40 on him. Let's take this home. We can wear that. Um, I'm hoping that it gets turned around, but I'm sticking I hope with so the Bengals. too, for your sake. I'm, I'm picking the Ravens only because of trends. I get it. I, it's a very – it's a, probably a smarter pick, especially because the Bengals don't have a great track record of turning it around right away in week two. Moving to your team, they're hosting the Commanders, two home games to start the season. They are still favored by three and a half, same line that they had against the Raiders last week. 40 and a half is the over-under, 40 and a half. We dropped eight points from the first game to this game. That may be the under again. It's all I'm gonna say. It's wild, but that may be the under again. I'm picking the Broncos. I I don't think we lose the Commanders, but but, but I, I I think that the under. Look, if, if we lose this week, start 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 shipping the season. Is all I'm gonna say. I'm 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 not picking against them because. Like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll hopefully I'll be able to go to the game, but um, it, it'll be time to start shipping shit in. So so let's let's hope that they can get this uh, figured out. Is all I'm gonna say. And and what a better what a better comeback um, game against the Commanders. <laughs> so so we'll we'll see. And, and and like I said, it's not the same old Commanders. It's they're a better defensive team, and they have some pieces offensively that that do scare you. And Jahan Dotson, Brian Robinson, and and obviously Scary Terry. So we'll see what this team is made of. And I'm. Gonna go with the Broncos, um, hoping to not break my heart and and back to back weekends where I I last weekend I we lost I walked off the field and I looked at Broncos score and I was like sick back to back losses on Sunday for the Woods and, and and the Broncos so please don't do this to me again Broncos where I already where I'll already be looking forward to basketball season don't do that to me please <laughs> I am also gonna be picking the Broncos I'll just put it up because you mentioned basketball there you go to make you feel better a little bit because we don't have to talk about the Broncos all that much um, I am on Denver I will say I can see a world just on the off chance it's a very slight chance 
But wouldn't it be hilarious, not hilarious, but like ironic if Sam Howell comes in and outduels Russell Wilson as a quarterback and oh, leads the commanders to a win on the road? I would I laugh. I two back to back wins on the road because they won in Arizona last weekend. Yeah, but it's the fucking Arizona's the biggest shit show in the world. That's, that's, that's I'm not expecting it to happen. I'm just putting that out there into the universe just to maybe why, jinx yeah. that one. That's why I have more confidence in this week. Yeah. Uh Sunday night football. We got three more games because there is a double header for Monday night. Sunday night is an AFC East matchup. The Dolphins, after a two-point win over the Chargers, 36-34, go up against the Patriots, who we already mentioned they lost to the Eagles, uh, 25-20, to I believe, was the final score of that one. Uh, Over-under for this game is 40 and a half, 45 and a half. The Dolphins did look like, you know, Tyree Kill. I said it on Talking to Gridiron. Tyree Kill in September is the cheat code. That's when he's the biggest problem because the fields are all nice. They don't have to worry about weather, and the Dolphins can be really fast. Mike McDaniel early on in the season last year had great schemes and I just didn't see enough out of the Patriots to give me that much faith in them. So as much as I don't really like Tua and I'm not a part of Tua non or, or any of these other groups that think that Miami is actually legit. I do think that they're legit enough to beat the new England Patriots. So I believe we both picked to finish last in the AFC East. I'm picking the Dolphins too. I'm, and look, look, Tua's jujitsu practice over, over, over the long summer looks like, looks like it's helped, Jimmy. Like, 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 like did you, if you see the way he's falling, it's a lot smoother. It's, it's weird. He's not bouncing his head off the turf every time. That's good. <laughs> but you got that goal from it. And look, normally and you learn to put your hands down when you fall when you're three, but he had to learn when he was 23. So exactly, and a little jujitsu practice helped. I guess obviously it's weird that um, something. It's a good like thing guess, your dad's not there because he'd be giving uh, you shit for laughing at it. So He's like, "Yeah, jujitsu so definitely funny. helped." What are you talking about? It's, it is. Courts. It is. It is so funny though that that, that that's what it, it came down to. But it's helped, and and like I said, he's taking falls that are a lot easier on his body, and maybe more quarterbacks need to do jujitsu, and that's the new thing um, to learn how to fall. But. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins. The Dolphins look like a much better team overall. And, and look, like like I said, Tua looks very, very good. Tua looks very, very good. And like I said, having having two weapons, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, like that's that's more than the Patriots so are going to be able. To, that, that's more than anything the Patriots are going to be able to handle. So, and look, that defense did look pretty good in my opinion. That defense did look very good for the Dolphins. Um, so give give me uh, give me the Dolphins and Tua. And Jujitsu Tua. Jujitsu Tua. Jujitua. Nope. I'll figure no. it out. We'll, uh, figure it'll, it out. I'll, I'll, we'll figure it out towards the end of the season. Tujitsu. Tujitsu. That's it. Tujitsu. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, and two, you, Justin Herbert's such a better quarterback than Mac Jones. That defense isn't going to give up 34 I mean, points to yeah, New England. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well you mean, you mean. You mean two was a much better quarterback than Mac Jones? No, 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 Justin Herbert, because the defense for Miami gave up 34 oh, last week. Yeah, that was to Justin Herbert. It's not going to be the same same story when they go up against Mac Jones and the Patriots and whoever they decide to. Bill O'Brien, offensive coordinator. Yeah. It's not Houston, Bill O'Brien. That's all I'm going to say. Not. First of the Monday night doubleheader, Saints at Panthers. Saints are favored by three. Over under for this one. This is a Monday night game. What yeah, the fuck? Am, what, Jimmy, what? What? 40 and a half is the over under. Oh, the other one I wouldn't say is much better, but it's What are we it's doing decent. here? What are Jimmy? What are we doing here? Everybody got to get a uh, everybody gets a participation participation Oh my trophy. god, what a everybody gets a primetime game. Monday night football game. Oh. 
That is horrendous. Sorry, keep going with what you're saying, but I did not know that was the Monday night game. Like I said, that is not the, that that's, football at all, but oh, that's, that's disgusting. disgusting. You're just going to have to pick this one because it's a primetime game, but I like this is not one. I'm going to be at football practice by the time this game is going on. I'm just hoping to catch much. the second one. You won't be missing much as long. No, I don't think I will be either. 40 and a half is the over-under for this one, too. I would say the under is probably going to hit in this as well. What, um, what happened to those two, two, two teams? Just like Panthers that? lost. Because, Saints you know, beat the Titans. The Panthers lost. But the Saints and Titans game was close. The Saints didn't look great. I'd say Dennis Allen probably has the guys going in more of a direction than I don't even remember who they have in, in Carolina. It's just bad. Bad, bad football. So – I'm going to go with the Saints just because yeah. I know a little bit more about them, but it's not something that I'm looking forward to. What are you? What are your thoughts? Oh man, you know, give me. I'll go to Panthers. Screw it. I'll I'll be different here. Give me they me. have a couple every now and then where they yeah. surprise are, are, you. Are the Panthers at home too? Panthers are at home. Saints Screw are favored it. by three yeah. on the road. That's interesting yeah. to me. Yeah, give me the Panthers. I guess I don't know. I the the, the Saints. I I have more faith in. I picked the Saints to win the hell win their division. Um, it's just such a hideous game that I just I'm, – I'm touching it with a 10-foot pole is all I'm going to say. So, um, for that matter, just give me Bryce Young, first home game. Is it the first home game? Yeah, it's first home game. Yeah, so, getting, first getting home game. That, that first first of many Derek Carver's. I'm pretty sure he was – I'm pretty sure he was throwing to his, his agent out there, uh, Johnny Manziel reference, because of how many injured receivers they had. Because um, Thielen was injured. I think their other receiver was injured. I don't know who the number two was, but he's basically throwing to homeless people out there. So, look, hopefully Bryce Young can turn it around. So, give me the Panthers. Kendall Hinton, what are you doing out there? Um, last Monday Night Football game, Browns at the Steelers. Browns that's are favored by one. Game. See, that's yeah. less of a disgusting game. It's more of a disgusting game for you. But I think yeah. that's actually a halfway decent game because of, because of the historics of it. But And the Browns like to think that they're the Steelers' rival. They just like to insert themselves in rivalry contention. They're the they're natural rivals, obviously, the, Brown, the Bengals. We, you know, we don't get that matchup again for 17 weeks. AFC North, weird how they have – Back-to-back, the three out of four divisional matchups within the first two weeks of the season. Steelers did not look good. Tomlin did look it. bad, Jimmy. Yeah, bad. Well, but not here's the thing. 49ers are bad. a damn good team. 49ers, yes. we forgot. When they have a competent quarterback, Kyle Shanahan, that offense, that roster, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Debo Samuel wasn't the biggest issue. Brandon Ayuk was. Or Christian McCaffrey. And that offensive line is still really good. Nick Bosa rushes a passer like nobody else. That defense, Fred Warner. Like it was, it, you can definitely skew it a little bit. You could take a little bit off of that. But Deshaun Watson, like I said, didn't look awful against the Bengals as much as it pains look, me to look, say. Look, look, I'm going to stop you right there. We're not going to say anything good about that man ever. Just, Miles, just that he Miles, didn't look bad. I'm not Miles, saying he looked good, but he did. Miles, Miles Garrett in that defense made the Bengals look silly, is all I'll say. That, that, that's, yeah. that, that's my biggest takeaway here is that they made them look silly and fucking. Kenny Pickett <laughs> and 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 walking walking in to uh is it in Cleveland or is it in Pittsburgh? It's in Pittsburgh. Oh, that makes me want to go Pittsburgh here. I look the defense for the Browns is it's much more it's much it's much tougher is all I'll say. And Nick Chubb still running the ball um is is a very very good very good good element for that team. Um, I'll, I'll fuck it. I'll go Cleveland. I like I said Cleveland showed me a lot last week and maybe that's a good omen for Cleveland being good. Um. We'll, we'll see, but but I I'm, I'm go Cleveland here. Pittsburgh, like I said, it, it's a prove it to me week again for Pittsburgh. Same thing with your Bengals. It's like 
he scored seven points. Like like mm-hmm. that team, like like if the Steelers are who they are, who the, who they think they are, possibly a team that could win, make the playoffs, then you need to prove it to me against a team that handled another division division opponent. So I'm gonna go the Browns here. Um, I hate it, but I'm gonna go the Browns. I'm also picking the Browns because as much as I don't like what they stand for and what that predator does at quarterback, uh, the Steelers had a predator at quarterback for much longer. That made my life actually a living hell. So I'm still going to stick with Cleveland. I'm not ever going to pick the Steelers on this show or on talking the gridiron. It's my one stance, one line. I won't cross it. Um, So we only have, we have two games where there's possible movement. You pick the Ravens. I pick the Bengals. You pick the Panthers. I pick the saints, the rest were in lockstep. So hopefully we have a great week. And uh, I win all of my games and you end up, uh, I get those two games back. Finally, you had two games on me. If I go undefeated, that means that I get those games back. And it's a tie ball game. I'm in this one. I don't feel confident. I really don't. I don't feel confident in the Ravens and I don't feel, especially don't feel confident in the Panthers. So if, if we're tied, I would not be surprised. It'd be better for the show. I want it to be close. I don't want you to have to win it like week, week five again, again. And, I, and I'm not going to do that to myself. Uh, but that's week two of the pick'em. You got anything else? I think we're probably at a good spot. With, obviously, when basketball and hockey, those sports are starting to get ready. The, to The Avs been moved. Thomas Tatar. Thomas Tatar. Tatar. That's gonna be. You're, we're we're gonna get sick and tired of saying that all year. I was all. I have YouTube to, YouTube TV. I might be able to watch Avalanche games this year. You know, you got to look for the silver linings where you Dude, can. The, the, there's we're, we're on national TV for like forty games, I think. And same with the yeah. same with the the uh, Nuggets. We're like each team has like 30, 30 40 nationally televised games which is fucking sick as long as i'll take it, it easy for you, so. i can't i couldn't watch either team i don't like to, to use the streams especially on like our family oh, TV. oh and one other thing what the fuck is israel adesanya doing losing to sean strickland are we serious right now i didn't watch it but i woke up because east two coast, overhand rights that's all it took east coast fucking watching sports is horrendous by the way we live in the best time zone to what to watch sports all day is all i'm gonna say because i fell asleep and, and look that fight went off at 12 o'clock at night and i was like i'm not staying up for this so i fell asleep and i woke up and i was like no shot sean Strickland just beat, beat him right and then i look i was like wow Ooh, wow yeah. i was like wow yeah. Look, good for Sean Strickland, but is is he that look? Is he's is he's legacy is deteriorating very very quickly. Is all I'm gonna say. Very very quickly. Like 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 like, like I can't look. He's he's not touching John Jones' status. He's not touching Habib's status. He's not touching the Us Usman and him probably level right now. He's never. People were saying he's the next Anderson Silva. He's never touching that status. Anderson Silva would have never done that performance. Is all I'm gonna say. So, Izzy has some big time soul searching. Is all I'm gonna say. Yeah, it was a weird weekend for UFC. Um, obviously we're about wrapping up this show. Check out Top of the Mountain coming out either Thursday or Friday. Rev and Dom were on with me last week, and then I'll have Sunday Scaries back on Sunday. Those will both be live shows. I'll be on Talking the Great Iron. It'll be back to its normal time, 745 Mountain Standard Time. Like Nico was saying, Mountain Time is the best time. So I'll be able to get in, chat with the boys, see who's on. And uh, hopefully we got some good games to talk about. But that is what we have coming up for the rest of the week. Nico, any other words of wisdom before we send it off into the outro video and let people go home Um, and go on with the rest of their week? I'm very thankful for the season with the Redwoods. I'm excited to look going forward. Um, is the last thing I'll say. And like I said, it's um, sometimes you have to fall to get to, to get yourself to the promised land. So hopefully this is a good omen for things to come. But like I said, it, it was a it was a it was a great season. 
Um, unfortunately, the way it ended, but I'm very, very proud to be a Wood. And Roll hopefully Woods? A Denver, hopefully a Denver Wood is all I'm going to say. Hopefully a Roll Denver Woods? Wood. Roll Woods? That's a good place to end this. For myself, Jimmy Pilato, my co-host, Nico Bryan, thank you guys very much for tuning in to episode 151 of the Far End of the Bench podcast. We will see you guys next time. Peace! If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Mm-hmm.